Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, Hook Agency, and I'm here with Jim Johnson of Contractor Coach Pro. How you doing, Jim? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, to be honest with you. It's been a, it's been a good week. Awesome, good week. same. So we're, we're good vibes on this podcast. And I want to talk about how it's your fault if you're not getting the best talent. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. It's the millennials. It's the Gen Z years, right? It's to be honest, I'm an old millennial. So I see, I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about that people don't want to work. I see what you're talking about that people need too much and everything is like employees are expensive and good employees are most expensive. But Jim, talk to me about why some of these companies do have a, a ton of talent. Why, why are there some amazing companies that have a ton of talent? What are they doing different? Well, let's, let's hit the first thing first. Right. Like you said, uh, um, why, why aren't there more people, more talented people that want to like, work? Everybody thinks, oh, they're getting this paycheck from the government. So they're staying home or they're millennials or there's all this excuses. And that's exactly what they are. They're excuses. They're not problem solving. Um, and when we make excuses, uh, we give ourselves validation for why things aren't going well. And really, probably who we should look at is ourselves. Um, if if I can look around and go, hey, there's Power Home Remodeling out there. They have three thousand employees. How do they get three thousand people and you can't get five? If I look at a linear roofing that's got 170 sales guys, why are they there? Why? How are they fun? They they must exist. It's not magic. They didn't just like create these people out of thin air. Those people are out there. Funding? Can I just be the objection guy for a second? Do they yeah. have funding? Yeah, fun. What do you mean by that? By funding? Well, you know, oh, I, like, as an them? agency, I always look at. I'm like, damn, these guys got funding. So that, like, that's my excuse as an agency guy. So, what are the other excuses contractors give themselves? Uh, the, for the reason why they can't hire people. Yeah. Oh, uh, people are lazy is a big one. Uh, people just don't want to work anymore. Uh, people aren't motivated by money, which I would agree with that one, to be honest with you. I would agree with that one too. Or, or it's it's got to be there, but it is that alone will not do it. Yeah, money only lasts for so long. And if that's what motivates somebody, you have a mercenary, not somebody that's a follower or wants to be a part of your organization or improve. And so um, I think people, you know, if you're not recruiting great talent, the first place to look is in the mirror. Are you somebody that somebody wants to follow? Do you have the skill, the ability, the capacity to impact the people that you come into contact with? Do you actually give a rip about the people that work for you? Do you want to see them succeed? Do you even know why they're working? And I have asked that question to so many contractors. Hey, why is... Uh, just take a name, any name, Tim over there working for you. Well, he wants to make money. No, there's more to Tim than that, I hope. Because if that's all there is to Tim, you have a mercenary and the next guy that comes along that offers him a few more percentage points, he's going to run away. Why is he working for you? Why is he happy here? What is he trying to get to? What is he trying to achieve? And I think we fail because we don't connect with the people that are coming to work for us. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we coach our clients on when they're in the interview, one of the first questions they should be asking people is, why are you out here getting a job? Any job, what are you after? Personally, what are you after? Because 
if that thing that they're after doesn't align with what you're after, they're never going to work out for you. And I'm always looking for achievers. And here's one thing I know. I have three millennial children. Actually, I have a, two millennials and one Gen Z, I think is the next one. But oh, they're way worse, right? Uh, they, don't, they don't want to do anything. I don't know. Um, I feel like they're better. I, to be honest, I think they're better. If I was just to be real brutally honest, I'd say they're almost like better. It feels like it's swung the other way, but that's my take. So all three of my kids are absolute animals when it's something that they can see the benefit to themselves and the people that they come in contact with, which is different from my age bracket and people older than me. We didn't care. We're like, I just want to gain things. I want to get money. I want to set things aside to get retirement. And if you think about what's happened over time, the reason we were that way is because our parents were the parents of the, um, uh, the Great Depression parents. So Great Depression didn't have anything. I hold on to everything, every penny, every second. Like you cannot survive if you don't put something back. And they translated that. My to grandma like, saved soaps, dude. She she literally had soap nubs and they'd put them in a bread uh, bag underneath the, the sink in the um, bathroom. And then they'd get a full soap with the nubs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my, my, uh, my grandparents saved every onion sack that they ever got. I mean, we threw thousands of them away uh, when they passed. But that was this idea of not having anything. And so anything I did have, I was going to save. I, do, I couldn't waste it. And we don't want to waste things. There's a lot of value to learn there. Uh, but they translated that to their kids. That, hey, I want to make it better for you. And that keeps going on in each generation. Our, the parent wants to make it better for the next one. And I think a little bit of where our generation was taking from before that we got to get ahead. That was that kind of that thought process. We have found that what that did to us, uh, people in my generation, was uh, an unhealthy uh, amount of dedication to work to the point that it would cost relationships, um, lots of divorces uh, and financial hardship because you're going so hard. You don't have balance in your life. You're overextending yourself. You're doing everything to show to everybody else that you are successful when you're really not. Your house poor, you know, you've heard those type of concepts before because you're trying to show everybody that, yes, I've made it. And we were wise enough, I think, to educate our kids. It's not about that. It's not about doing that. It's about finding something that you're passionate about that you believe can truly help somebody else and help you at the same time. Um, our job, I think, on this planet is uh, to get a little bit better each and every day. And if the place I work doesn't make me better each and every day, it's just a job and I'm looking for a career. There's a book out there. It's called The Power of Moments. You may know Matt Grassmeyer. I don't know if you know Matt Grassmeyer. I actually haven't heard of him, no. Uh, he's uh, one of the, the, the top guys over at Hail Trace. And oh, uh, nice. he, he introduced me to this book called Power of Moments. And there was an interesting stat in there that I, I use quite often. That stat, they did a research on a big survey across hundreds of thousands of people, and 90% of people plan to quit the job they take the very first day they take it. Did you know that? That's an Ouch. incredible stat to me. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to quit. They're not going to quit that next day, but they're planning on quitting. It's not a career. It's a job. This is a stopping point on my, on the, on my next step to the next place. Mm -hmm. And so why that's honestly why we do a lot of work on that, that 
first bit to make it feel seamless for them and to like give them gifts on the first day and try to set up their desk and stuff like that is part of it for us. I mean, and I mean, you're competing against, I mean, realistically roofing companies are competing against all kinds of other employers. Right. And I think that that's tough sometimes because we're doing some soft stuff. We're oh, doing okay. some hey. soft, like, comfy stuff, man. Yeah. Let's be honest with everybody. Roofers are somewhere between ditch digger and used car sales guy to most consumers, right? Yeah. And and people looking for a job. I mean, like it's not the first place you're gonna go is to say, hey, can I go work for a roofer? So you have to make it attractive. Yeah, you know, it has to be this thing of like, okay, why would I want to work here? And it could be something based on energy. Like there's a lot of energy in the building. It could be based on growth and, and growing leaders in the building. It could be based on mm. fun. It could be based on competition. It could be based on a lot of things, but yeah. it needs to be something that fulfills the ideal person that you want to work for you. In my case, it's competition. And you've got like, basically that the leadership type affects the entire organization and, and like, you kind of want that to, like you're saying, your competition, you want it to align with your true self. Like if yeah. you are the super fun guy that can make a party out of anything, then that could be, that could be your cultural and, and MO. That's who's going to work for you. Um, yeah. If you're the uber intense, aggressive guy, um, you love to work out, you love to compete against yourself and all that other good stuff. That's who you're going to attract. So if you know who you're, you're going to attract, Play to that. Play to that. The if you, best if you wear the, the weighted vest on your on your walk. <laughs> like seriously, ball cap. I, I actually really on. wanted one of those. I'll be honest. I really I, did want one. I'll hook you up. I'll get you one. Um, <laughs> we're actually getting some new ones made right now. Uh, I'm oh, wearing you guys a shirt. Have one? Is... I didn't know. Yeah, I was kind of joking. You you guys have those shit. What, the weighted vest and stuff? Yeah, oh, I need one. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look at the way I'm dressed. I got a ball cap on. Got a shirt that says champion on it. Dude, we compete each and every day. Not against our competition. We compete each and every day against ourselves because we're the only people we have to beat. Competition's easy. Mm -hmm. We set the bar. We got to beat ourselves every day. And when you hear a leader talk about things like that, you go, if that aligns with you, you go, I want to work for that guy. I want to be like that guy because we set the example each and every day. You cannot bring the drama of your outside world into your inside business. I mean, if you got something going on in your life that's personally a struggle, man, you got to keep that where it is and compartmentalize it. Don't bring it into your business because all that does is say to everybody else, they can bring all their problems into your business. Mm. too. If it is your fault that you're not getting the best talent, can you give us basically four things that, you know, a roofing company owner can put in place to attract the best talent? Can I give you five instead? Yes, please. Okay, so five. You better have a place they want to come to every day. Like when you walk through the door, you go, hmm, yeah, this is pretty cool. This looks like a place I would actually enjoy working. They look like they're professional. They look like they have their, their act together. It's not somebody's you know, basement house. It's not you know, inside of an industrial shed or something like that. You know, your walls look nice. You got good pictures. You got motivational stuff on the walls. So you got to have a good place, a place like if you walk into it, you go, man, I'm excited to be here today. You better have a great training program, like this thing that gets them up to speed quickly so that they can make money. 
because uh, time to money is the key factor. And I see it takes mm. so long with so many people because it's this ride along training thing. Get rid of that ride along training deal, put a training program together, truly train people, give them the education that they need to be successful in the field as quickly as possible. They're asking questions of themselves as they're coming in there like, okay, if I work here, am I going to get trained right? Uh, if I, and if I do get trained right and I sell a bunch of stuff, am I going to, are they going to keep my customers happy? Do they do good work? Like if you don't have that and you have doubts in your work, that translates to every single person that you're recruiting, that, that just feel comes out of you. There's not ultimate confidence that you're going to do a great job on anything that they sell. Is it fun? Like, do I like freaking being here? Is there energy in that building? Um, because if there's not that in the building and it's not a place that I am excited to go to every morning, um, they're probably not going to stay very long. And then first and foremost, is that person I'm working for somebody I want to be like? Like those would be those five things. Like if you really want to nail it down. Um, That's I'm a terrifying big... a little bit to be to try to be that guy. Like I used to do that when I first stop trying to recruit course. a whole bunch of people. Seriously, yeah. stop either either make a decision that that's who you're going to be and you're going to do this right and get after it or quit recruiting a bunch of people, keep it small, make your money and call it good. And I'm not trying to be yeah. a jerk, but it's the reality of things. Mm. All of this stuff, everything I've just told you can be learned. We teach it every day here at Contractor Coach Pro. We teach people how to be better leaders with our uh, leadership wheel. We teach people how to create amazing cultures that people want to be a part of. We, we teach people how to create passion behind what you do in this roofing thing, because it's not about roofing. You just happen to be a roofer. You can impact the world in so many other ways. We teach people how to have fun with the little things that they can do to be creative and have a good time. Like, for example, first day of, first day of coming to work, it's freaking birthday. You just got born into our industry. It's just mm. like when you have a child, it's the greatest day in your life is that child. Hey, you coming to work for me is the greatest day you're going to have. This is going to be awesome. We're mm -hmm. super excited to have you and we make it into a big thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to be that person that people want to be like, you need to go get the skills. Does that mean I got to be an influencer, Jim? Do I got to be an influencer? No, out here with, no like, it doesn't. Because yeah. that is one thing that you think about like with, you know, that's, the Ty Lopez's of the world where they got the cars in the background and well, I've got my books in the background. So I'm being a little Ty Lopez right now, but you know, there's this thing where I think when you want to be aspirational, some people go to the money stuff. You no. know what I mean? It's never, it's hardly ever part of my conversations until we figure out if I even want you to work for me or you want to work for me as well. Uh, yeah. The first thing I'm asking you is what are you after? What are you trying to accomplish in life? And it's been pretty rare that something comes up that I couldn't help them achieve. And uh, it also tells me a little bit about how long they're going to be on my bus. Some people are hey, I'm going to get on the bus now. I'm going to get off at the next stop. Some people are on that bus the whole way. And uh, if I know what they're after, and a lot of times when I say that, people misinterpret that like, well, I want to make good money. I want to be a manager. I want to run a location, you know, all businessy related stuff. And they're going to give you those answers first. No. Don't go there. What is it that you're really after? And I've had some awesome interviews uh, over time. Um, I want a Lamborghini. Okay, why? Why? Like that's always the next question. Why do you want that thing? 
And if it's about gaining things, I'm like, is it the Lamborghini that really gives you validation on this plan? We'll talk a little bit of philosophy about that kind of stuff. But if it's really something that's passionate, like I want to go fast and that's the fastest car, handles the best. I want to drive one. I don't care what anybody thinks about me in it. I don't care about showing it to anybody. I have a passion for being a great driver. That's a different thing. Let me help you get that Lamborghini. In order to get some of that feeling that you're looking for at that Lamborghini, what's something else we could get that's a little bit more reasonable in a shorter period of time to get you some of that feeling now? Yeah. I want a motorcycle. Okay, let's get that motorcycle first. Let's talk about what you're going to have to do here working for us to get that motorcycle. And then every day, every week, every month, until he gets that motorcycle, that's my focus. I'm not focused on what your numbers were this week or how many doors you knocked or how many leads you ran or what your closing percentage was. What'd you do today to get that motorcycle? Because it's about them. Though. When it's about everything mm -hmm. else, I don't know anybody that's ever gone to work for anybody else. It's all about making that other person money. Why do we talk about it all the time? It's crazy. We think that's what people want, but that's just a tool. They want the money to buy the motorcycle, figure out what it is they really want. Mm -hmm. I've had- That's really good. Yeah, so Jim, you are getting some of the best talent on your team. Uh, from what I can tell. And I, and I will say there will be some contractors who are watching this, some roofers watching this that, uh, that do, that are starting to get that best talent. So we can also say it's your fault that you're starting to get the best talent. So congratulations. Um, that whole speed of the leader, speed of the troops thing. Um, talk to me, like I, I've seen some funny things. I don't want to call anyone out, but I just want to go into an adjacent topic briefly, which is ideal life. Because coaches, you know, like, it's part of it. You, know, you ask like, what is your real ideal and stuff like that? And some people take it so far that they think they need to drop everything now and go play music all day and work out. I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm not being rude. I'm just saying like, there is, there's a too far in that direction potentially, but like, how do you balance like as a leader who wants your ideal life? And maybe it's not in, you know, maybe it's, for me, it's important. It's on a coast. You know, like, and it's not in Minneapolis for me. Like, I love this. I'm, I'm here for the next 15 years, at least to build this company. But you know, like some people have a separate dream that's like out there. How do you balance that ideal life as you kind of help the, the entrepreneurs and people you're talking to aim, but not rush off and be an idiot and break their company. So I want to get some clarity on this. Um, are we talking about getting balance in our life? Yeah, I guess what I, yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm asking about is like, how do you help the entrepreneurs that you're talking to balance their ideal life that they're really pushing for? Because you, you talked about lifestyle design and stuff like that. And like what you're really headed after what they really want, and making sure that it doesn't put unnecessary burden on the vehicle that they, they don't make the, the body of the, the, plane too heavy and the you know they don't have enough jet fuel gotcha. okay so the vehicle is the transportation device to the ideal lifestyle yeah okay so you want this thing and it's it's where we start with every client because if we don't know this we can't coach them well so what's the dream and i don't mean the dream of your business although some people it does end up being that because they're business-minded business motivated whatever it is for you is great but what's the real dream like my dream isn't to be a contractor coach. 
that's not what I dream to be or what I hope yeah. I end up being. Um, my dream, truthfully, is to positively impact as many teenage kids on this planet as possible that believe they can't because of their situation to know they can if they just put a little effort into it. That's my dream. Mm -hmm. I think I can have the most impact on this planet by catching them when they're young to get their mindset right so that they go, hey, I don't, regardless of my circumstances, the only person I have to blame if I don't do what it is that I need to do is me. Mm -hmm. And so that's me. That's what I'm after. Yeah. This is just a vehicle to get there. Yeah. It's helping me take the necessary steps to get to that point. And so with any of our contract, like one of our, I'll give you a great example. One of our contractors, he was not in the roofing business to make a bunch of money. And when I finally got it out, you know, like he was saying, I want to be a $10 million company, you know, $50 million. You get those numbers all the time. Yeah. Why? Ask that next question. That question is always the key question. Why 50 million? Why not 51? Why not 49? Why 50? And I have had a few people go, well, that'll prove that I've made it. To who? To you? To somebody that you're trying to prove it to? That is some kind of achievement award you get? I don't know. Why really are you doing this? And usually when we ask that question, it, they, everybody slows down a little bit and they have to think about it. Like, okay, why am I trying to build a $100 million business or a $50 million business or a $10 million business? And then the, the truth starts to come out. I want to take care of my family. I want to pass something down that is important to my family. I want to um, open a uh, shelter for pets. I want to provide golden retrievers to um to uh, um, terminally ill cancer children. And I want to be a better dad might be a common. I want to be a better dad. Okay, yeah. cool. You want to be a better dad. You want to spend more time with your kids. It's going to take a little sacrifice now to get there because mm -hmm. life is not balanced. I hate to break it to everybody, especially when you're starting something and you're doing something amazing. Yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice a few things. Now, I'm not saying sacrifice time with your family, sacrifice time doing those things. You have to ask yourself, am I willing to make that decision to sacrifice now for what I'm going to gain in the future? It might be comfort because you know what's comfortable is rushing in and fixing everything for all your people. That's comfortable sometimes. And sometimes you got to learn to let them, you know, you, you can coach. You can, it, is it comfortable or is it ego? I think it's probably, but you know, like, but it's a little bit of both, right? Like, and, and, and you feel important too. Yeah. I, I agree. That's another. Well, like nobody else can do this. Uh, I'm the only one yeah. with the experience. So I gotta yeah. be into everything. Is that really true? I think we all do it though. I think we do it. Yeah. I, I have worked really hard not to, it has been such a blessing with my team here with Nathan and John and Jenny, Roz, Michelle, Braden, George, like we've got an amazing team now. And uh, I get to go to them and say, all right, um, this is what I'm thinking about. These are the things that I see visionary wise, like how, where we're moving and what we're doing. Um, what do you guys think you can do to help get there? Mm -hmm. So I tend to ask a lot of questions instead of give a lot of instruction. When you give instruction, you still own it, the results of it. But when you ask questions and they come up with their own ideas and they, they problem solve and they start to create the processes and systems um, uh, products, whatever it is that you do, the ownership goes to them. And when that ownership's on somebody else, they tend to work a little harder at it. But mm -hmm. if you are constantly the 
person solving the problem for everybody. Hey, I don't know what to do about this. Well, you should do this, this, and this. You just don't, they, they gave you a problem. You solved the problem. Now you own it mm-hmm. until that problem gets solved. Where if you were to say back, hey, have you thought about why that's happening? Why this problem exists? Who is causing that problem? How is it happening? When is it happening? And you start asking those questions like that. They start to come to their own resolutions. They start to come up with their own uh, solutions for those problems. And then they take it back from you and go, okay, I got it. I'm going to go get that done. And you're empowering them to do uh, what everybody really wants, which is self-determination and autonomy. Mm -hmm. I want to be in charge of my destiny, not you. Yeah, totally. I've seen that certainly come true for me and our team. So I, I appreciate that reminder and that encouragement. Yeah, I will say, yeah, you got a pretty stacked team over there. So, you know, and people that, are, you know, it's nice that you've got people also that are pretty active on social. I think about Nathan Tabado. So talk to me about Chuck Thoki. So he's kind of, you guys have a partnership and it's like the, the, no, he's actually, company. he's actually an employee. Um, okay. We, we have a, we have a, a it's one of those things where it's a kind of a transition thing. So he was doing something before and he's transitioning yeah. out of that to, you know, he yeah. is a full-time employee with us, but he's still finishing up some stuff. And uh, um, top rep, is that a, is that a contractor coach pro entity? Uh, yes. Uh, that is okay. a, is a product that we offer. And so well, uh, g- give me, give me your best pitch. What do you want to pitch uh, here at the end here for people that uh, need a next step? I want to give, I want to make sure that people get a chance to move forward if they want to talk to you. If you want to get control of your business, like if you feel like there's chaos and drama and you're not making much headway, you're kind of bumping into obstacles and challenges, or you've hit some kind of ceiling that you're just having a tough time getting through and you want to grow your business and, and have it be this vehicle that gets you to personal and financial freedom. That's what we do. We walk people through this thing that we call the contractor's blueprint, which was an epiphany about five or six years ago that um, most of us approach this thing um, with the right components at the wrong time. And so, um, for example, somebody comes to you and says, uh, hey, I want to talk to you about marketing. And you say, yeah, we do that. We're going to rate it. We're going to generate all kinds of leads for you. But that person should be assessing, okay, if they generate a whole bunch of leads, how are we going to sell them? Sell them the same way and, the, and get the highest conversion rate every single time. So that happens after marketing. So do I have a plan for that? Or is he going to generate all these leads and we're going to blow them all and waste a bunch of money? And what about- I see that a lot. I'm not going to lie. I've had some people blow some money. So, Well, what happens if you actually do? Like you got a great sales system and you sell them and then you put them into the process. And the process is broken and there's no communication. This guy does it that way. And this guy does it this way. And this person over here does it that way. Completely blows up your administrative team and you can't get anything done. You got a bunch of pissed off and happy customers. That's where the chaos comes from because you're not doing things in order. And there is a specific order with leadership being number one. We believe there's two sides of the business, foundational and operational. If you want to get personal and financial freedom, you better get your foundational operation uh, put together right. So leadership, culture, process, uh, HR, or we don't like to call it HR, employee experience, um, finance, and accountability. Those things got to happen first before you say, hey, man, I want to generate a bunch of leads. 
Okay, cool. And we generate a bunch of leads. Now we're holding people accountable to them. We can financially do it. We have the employee experience, which is going to generate our customer experience. We have our processes and systems down. We have a great culture and we're led by amazing people. You don't do those things first. All this other stuff over here falls apart. And you see companies do it over and over again. They'll rise up, be amazing. And you're like, oh, from the outside, you're like, wow, those guys are awesome. They're cool. All they've done is have a pretty baby with bad DNA. Something's going to go wrong with that child, this little baby that they built. <laughs> and, it does uh, feel like your baby sometimes is a well, actually baby to be healthy. So. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I wrote a book about this. It's coming out here uh, after the first of the year. We actually have pre-launch coming up December first. So if anybody wants to get the book, they're going to get it really cheap. I think we're going to charge like a dollar, right? It's going to be a dollar for the book. And Brother, give me know, that audio book, bro. When's that audio book coming out? Uh, audio book comes later. That's later. I'm just, I'm just being the the annoying guy that asks for the audio book because I listen to way more audio books. So hey, when it comes to books, I, I actually have a pretty strong belief about this. Uh, just to kind of set the stage, I've read a little over 7,000 books. So I got a little experience in reading books. Um, if it's motivational or inspirational, audio book all day, man, all day long. If it's tactical or practical, get it on Kindle or get it in hardcover so that you can make notes, so that you can retain the information, so that you can actually apply it and put it into your business. Uh, that's, so that's just a little. Yeah, I, I mean, I read 10 pages of a real book every night, but. I don't because I'm doing 75 hard and that's great, but I do like that. I just, it's the quantity, man. I like to get a lot of stuff in there. And so like sometimes I'm running or whatever else. And so that, go so do all can, the motivational, inspirational ones yeah. on your audio books. The practical. I like that ones. method. Yeah. It's, it's all right, uh, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, this is really good stuff. I think we're all looking to hire better um, in this next year. And I appreciate your time. It's always good to have you. So thank you so much. What's the dot com for everyone? Contractor coach pro pro.com. Uh, as a matter of fact, anybody goes to that website, they can click on the assessment button and it'll do a free assessment of their business. And you'll get a link back to you with a free coaching call. And it's coaching call, not strategy call, not sales call, not any of that kind of stuff. It's a coaching call. We're there to coach you on the results of your assessment, give you something that day mm. that hopefully will help you move your business forward and you find value in it. If you want to be a customer, great. If not, we want to help you with your business that day. Awesome. Great offer. Great offer, Tim. Yeah, so, exactly. It's almost like you know something about marketing too. A thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually something that has been... Uh, uh, it's funny when it comes to a, a, a brick and mortar, you know, type of business, that marketing thing is pretty easy. The information technology, um, you know, this coaching thing has been a bit more of a, a difficult thing to kind of wrap my head around and, and, and solve that puzzle mm. because you're not, you're not geocentric, right? Yeah. You're, you're national or maybe international. And so how do you get enough eyes consistently enough on your thing? And I, I think we, I think we may have solved something here just recently. I'm excited about it. Not going to divulge that just yet, but all right, uh, okay. well, you might see a little bit more of me here in the, in the near Maybe future. you can give us a case study on that next time you're on. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, a, a book I'd love to recommend just in case you haven't read it yet. is called selling the invisible 
Um, it's a very good one about marketing services like we both sell. Um, and I guess you're consulting, but you know, it's similar. It's just a lot about like making the invisible visible because yeah, it's hard to see sometimes what we sell. So it's. Yeah. If you, if you said, Hey, um, and I'll challenge you, what does contractor coach pro do? Consulting services is the way I'd say it. And, yeah, and like, so they'll help you work out your next priorities and stuff. That's what I would say. Yeah. Right. Like you don't know. Yeah. And, and it's hard for anybody to wrap their head around, which is why we say, hey, first things first, get control. Once we have control, we can add fuel to the engine and grow. And if we grow enough and we grow enough leaders, we're able to find that freedom that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's what we're all looking for in our businesses. We walk people down that path to ensure that they do. And we do that through that blueprint. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have any like partnerships with people like for folks that want to sell their businesses? Like, do you connect people to private equity or anything like that? I'm just curious. Um, we know people in that space. And if somebody was to say, hey, I'm interested in selling my business, I would say, hey, these are some of the people to go and talk to. Um, yeah. But it's not like that's part of our program or anything. I feel like it's going to be over time. I feel like it probably will evolve in that because you're going to have longer term clients that are going to be like, let's, let's sell this. Well, there's been, there's, right? I, you noticed, I mean, there's been a movement in our industry right now of companies grabbing other companies and going public, um, mm -hmm. you know, merging and acquisitions um, just joining up together. You've seen some of that happening. That's natural. I mean, it's our, we have some of those clients. Our industry is ripe for it. Yeah. yeah. One of the proudest things I have from what we've done is most of those companies that are joining those things are a lot of our clients. And it's nice. super cool. Very cool. It means they're tight. And that's the whole yeah. thing. You got to be tight because you're yeah. going to go through some massive scrutiny. They're going to want to know everything about your finances. Is yeah. your business really worth anything? Can it operate without yeah. you? Like all these big things. Do you have anything proprietary and unique that makes you more valuable? And if you don't have those things and you don't know how to position your business, that's our job is to position yeah. your business in a way that you can do with it what you want. Yeah. I'm also very proud of the people that have gotten like our clients that have gotten acquired or different or acquiring people or whatever. It's just fun. It's interesting to see. It's interesting to learn about i i think on our side like we have a dashboard that shows like the amount of leads that they have every month and like the activities that are happening without the owner's constant effort um that are getting done every month on their marketing so they they have kind of this little machine that's represented by a dashboard and then you know our seo guys go through like look how is this lead how's this lead and like i said like if you don't have your leadership down first can be very bad because like I literally, we've had clients where like, we know there's, these are usually a little bit smaller companies, but it's like, let's say 15, 20 leads a month, which they didn't have before from their website now. And they're getting not, we, we can see them because sometimes like we are on these leads looking at them and seeing, hey, I just call, I called two weeks ago or I, I submitted a message two weeks ago and no one's gotten back to me. I'm like, what the? Like, this is all, like, this is a harvest. You have to hey, be there and you have to be willing to harvest. So it's not just coming from you. So they hear it from somebody else. I'm going to say it for you. Speed to lead. In yeah. other words, the second that lead happens, 
you got to be on it right now because yeah. if you're not they're calling somebody else well and here's and that's the just a few that will contact you again because most people will not it's gone if you're did you yeah. know that 50 percent of people that buy home service related work buy from the first person they talk to that's incredible that is an incredible stat to me should tell you pick up your damn phone and get to work like seriously yeah. do not hesitate they when people take action to say they have interest they are a buyer that is ready and every second you wait is a second more that they become less of a buyer exactly it's a, like seriously i could walk into any business and increase their closing percentage by 10 percent just by having them speed to lead yeah now, get it set the appointment right now agreed because what that does agreed. it stops it's it stops the general. next phone call it stops the yeah. next phone call yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, seriously, if you call, like you've got hair, I don't. So I don't call a barber or a stylist or anything like that. But if you did and you talk to the person, they could pick up a phone and they said, hey, um, yeah, sure. We can get you on a schedule. I'll have the stylist call you back in a few minutes to get that scheduled for you. You'd go, okay, hang up. What do you do next? Well, next one, I was looking for an appointment. I've got a task to resolve right now. That's to get my hair cut. I don't know if that dude's ever going to call me back. I'm going to keep calling until I get somebody that says an appointment with me. Yeah. And you've got that much time. Uh, you know, if it's two minutes, they can only call one or two people. If it's 10 minutes, they've called three or four. If it's an hour, how many have they called? They've probably called the last one is who they called because they got an appointment. Exactly. All right. Well, appreciate you, sir. Um, thank you for being on. It's uh, contractorcoachpro.com and um, hookagency.com, hookagency all over social as well. And yeah, appreciate it. We'll have you on again. Thank you, sir. Awesome, man. Uh, always have a good time.